And anyway, that's where I buried the treasure. Okay. Well, the map is helpful. Thank okay. you. I'll eat it so that mm-hmm. it's no longer. Yeah. Well, that's why I printed it on a pita. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, and it's whole wheat too. It's mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. I'm yeah. just looking out for my glycemic index. I, I try my best. Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're lost in the Sunnydale deck. Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we're dusting off Blood Ties and Crush. We have a stacker question this week from Raven. Raven wants to know, do we suspect that there's some kind of connection between Ben and Glory? Hmm, I think my theory is and I'm sure this will not be disproven in any way mm. that they're uh uh going out they're like oh. boyfriend girlfriend that's interesting that's I mean, my suspicion it I mean it is weird that we never see them in the same room at the same time but so maybe they're fighting well I think they just don't want you to see that they're they're together because it would kind of Kind of awkward to have two people who are like, we're dating, but we're mad at each other in the same room and not kind of just like see the tension. Sure. I mean, I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. Um, I remember, uh, so we, 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 Ben, Ben was here mm-hmm. and then, and then Glory was here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure they, they were both here at the, the same time, right? Or he must. Oh, I, no. I think he had to leave really quick oh, right before that, Glory. That must be it. Okay, um, yeah, that I makes those. sense. Yeah, that's just a, I think, a coincidence. I think he, he probably like text like, "Oh, sorry, I gotta go, babe." Um, yeah. Uh, say hi to Kristen and Mike when you get there. Yeah, it seems that seems likely. Yeah. So yeah, maybe some sort of connection. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it that's it's an interesting theory. I'll get yeah. I'll give that you to know, Raven. I think they'd make a cute couple. So I hope it's true. They would make a cute couple. Yeah. yeah. Now let's head into the Sunnydale Stacks and open the books on Blood Ties. Not to be confused with Family Ties, which is very a sitcom that is very different from this episode. It is very different, but similar purpose in the title, like Blood Ties, it... Mm-hmm. Basically means family ties. I do. I do wish that the name of family ties was blood ties because it would have given a much different <laughs> like tone to that whole show. And that whole show did have kind of a weird like dark color palette. I remember. Yeah, like it seems like the material is all very light, but like maybe it's just the way their home was appointed. It just seemed like very dark and like uh, just shady in the aesthetic of it. So maybe maybe blood ties would have been appropriate. <laughs> I got bad news for you, Mike. What? It's Buffy's birthday. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're all doomed. Oh. <laughs> it's, uh... Just pack it up. Go home. We're yeah. done. It's, it's all Here's over. your present. I'm going to go to the fallout shelter. <laughs> right. So apparently the way that the Watchers Council knows about Glory is that there is actually a book on her. That solidifies my problem with the Watchers Council supposedly having these answers mm-hmm. that the Scoobies couldn't get from a book. Yeah, it's it seems like 
they should have had it be like we contacted an oracle. Sure. Yeah. Or something like that. Where it was like, well, why didn't you just let Giles borrow that book? He's a yeah. librarian. He knows how to handle books. <laughs> if anyone does. Mm-hmm. He knows how to handle a book, ladies. <laughs> he is single. <laughs> As of this book says that Glory and two of her fellow gods mm-hmm. ruled over a horrible demon dimension. I think it was Moe and Larry. Oh. The other two. <laughs> Mo, Larry, and Glory. That seems right. I, I remember that that deleted scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, where did she twist the other Hell God's uh, nose with a wrench? <laughs> Except because it was a demon dimension, the nose came off. Yeah, and you just you got seen you, and, and then a bunch like... of tentacles came out of the nose hole. <laughs> nose tentacles. Uh, but they still don't know. Like that's where she mm-hmm. came from, but they don't know how she got here. Yeah, and, like what happened there. They do know that being human limits Glory's powers and seems to be driving her batshit crazy, mm-hmm. uh, which is why she needs to eat brains. Maybe there's just different cultural things, too, when you're from a different dimension. So I think some of it might just be, you know, culture shock. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a big transition. Mm-hmm. The Scoobies want to go look for the key. Buffy tries to deflect them from this, but ultimately she tells them, yeah. hey, that's done. I do like the really like uh, solemn "You're sure" from Giles. I just felt like I wanted to mention that because it was like super like authoritative and sexy as fuck. <laughs> it was also like, nice that he like he's not calling the shots, but he's just yeah. like he's like he's he's the trusted and, advisor. Yeah, role. He's yeah. And then they start watching Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and we get um. Some sh- that's what's happening here, right? Just some shots of Robin Hood. Um, I have it listed as the fight of Ren Fair versus Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> like we reserve this park. No, we reserve this park. Oh my god, that's the most <laughs> accurate thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, the Knights of Brilliantine, or whatever. The, the, the Knights of Super Conspicuous. <laughs> like, where are they? That somebody wouldn't be like, uh, why are there a bunch of knights over there? They might just be like, they're LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, they run into minions. Mm-hmm. Again, this whole thing would be funnier if they were the little yellow guys. <laughs> you just see <laughs> running across. Ba-da-da! I mean, it would be, it'd be hard to take, take dignity <laughs> away from this fight. <laughs> It would add to my enjoyment. Um, so not surprisingly, the knights win. Because mm-hmm. they're not just a bunch of little guys in robes. Not to mention those monkey robes. Not tactical. I mean, no, I mean you get all caught up in that. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you're like hiding a bazooka in between your legs. <laughs> I don't think you meant that to be a euphemism. <laughs> maybe that's why they need to wear the robes. They need the extra robes. Yes. I think that's canon. All the minions, <laughs> very, very uh, well appointed. Let's just say. Which is appropriate for the quote I wrote down. I believe it's from the scene. Bet it hurts. Oh, oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> so yeah, crazy hell god shows up, evens mm-hmm. the score, yeah. and the very last night is fucked. Yeah. It's just like trying to crawl towards the sword. It's like, you're not <laughs> no, gonna... that's nobody. 
It's like in the Saw movies, if somebody's like, oh, let me just pull this thing off. Like, I'm pretty sure the crazy guy <laughs> who set up an elaborate death trap isn't going to leave it a little too loose. Yeah, they, it, ultimately, the, the first thing you think of is the wrong thing. No. So Willow and Tara, both sporting some hippie skirts here. Mm-hmm. Both of them. It's been a while. Been a while. <laughs> <laughs> They're casting an early warning spell to protect the magic shop. That's smart. Don comes up wearing the most appropriate t-shirt. Yes, that is my first note on Don in the episodes. Yep, Little Miss Drama indeed. Little Miss Drama. The gang's all just a little weird around her. Yeah. I feel like I would literally just stare. Yeah. Just, you'd be talking to me and I'd just be like... You'd be like really tempted to just like... Just like poke it. Poke, poke her like in the shoulder <laughs> and be like... Pinch her a little bit. Does your okay. skin have the right consistency? Can I, like, make you glitch out like a Matrix thing? Or? Yeah. yeah. Buffy is also sporting a hippie skirt. It's contagious. Oh, no, Mike. <laughs> I'm wearing a hippie skirt. Oh, God. My hands are covered in hippie skirts. <laughs> oh, my God. The cat. Oh, the cat is becoming a hippie skirt. <laughs> I wish I could put a hippie skirt on my cat. Um, I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know how a hippie skirt would work on a cat. That's too... <laughs> I mean, would you have, like, a little hole for the tail? <laughs> I mean, either way, it's going to last two seconds. The cat's yeah. going to trip all over himself uh. and then kill me in my sleep. Uh, so Dawn's doing better. Mm-hmm. And she and Buffy are teasing each other, but I get the feeling here that this is no longer mean-spirited. This yeah. is more like sisterly, just kind mm-hmm. of joshing. Yeah. You know, you're upset that you lost to someone who's prettier than you. Aww. Again, <laughs> if she were serious, I think Buffy would be more insulted. Yeah. Not just like, no. Birthday presents for Buffy. Yay. And Anya wants the presents. <laughs> so appropriate, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like so in character. Mm-hmm. Don gives Buffy a great present. Like, I'm actually impressed with like, yeah. wow, this, I thought this was the one where she gave her something she stole. Mm-hmm. But no, she gave yeah. them a picture of them at the beach with seashells from the trip glued to the frame. It always makes me think of the movie Scrooged because that's the brother. Yeah. Very importantly, gives like a picture. And it's sweet. It's very sweet. Unfortunately, this makes everyone sad because they realize like it didn't really happen. Yeah. And, and I'll use that as the excuse for the photoshopping being a little subpar when the close up of the picture. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice. It's not. It's not like terrible, but it's not like it doesn't. It looks soundstagey. Mm, yeah. yeah. Everyone's talking about Dawn, but they stop talking when she's in earshot. And hey, she noticed. Yeah. Don't do that. You learn yeah. that shit in junior high. Yeah, you just learn to to change the conversation of like, that's why I think she's terrible at being a baker. And it's like, oh, they must be talking about some baker. Sure. But they are not subtle. Donna's pissed and she storms out. And I would too. Yeah. Well, at least at least Xander and Anya have the excuse of like, they're about to make out. So they could just be like, oh, we were just because we didn't want to make out in front of you. Mm-hmm. So like they at least have that excuse. That, I, mean, th- I believe that. Yeah. I think they're, they really were talking about his penis or something. But look, at, I mean, like, Xander's not a good liar. He's like, yeah. no, again, we were not talking about yeah. you. We're talking about little Xander. Oh. His bazooka. <laughs> little and bazooka in the same. Like Bazooka Joe. Okay, sure. Yeah, all right. Uh, Don sneaks out and runs into Spike. Literally, mm-hmm. he has a present. Oh, but it's it. You remember when yep. we said that those should have been practice chocolates? Yep, they were not. They were not practice chocolates. He's he's trying to give her the crumpled terrible box. It's just come on, Spike. He just doesn't. 
can't shoplift another box come that's, on i mean yeah this must be how we got the first one and yeah. then like unless he has some weird sort of morals about <laughs> i do not steal candy don's headed to the magic box to steal stuff mm-hmm. and invite spike along do you like the, how they get into an are not m2 <laughs> argument very appropriate she wants to see what giles wrote in his little journal I do love that we get a troll hammer flashback. We do. Yep. He tries to pick it up and so didn't go with my stuff anyway. <laughs> we also get a unicorn flashback because one of the candles they light is in the shape of a unicorn. Uh-oh. Bet Harmony wanted to steal that. <laughs> the key is an energy matrix. Only those, quote unquote, outside reality can see its true nature. Like all those crazy people. And that stupid snake that they felt the need to show us again. With little the arms. snake man. <laughs> Big snake, little arms. Big snake with little, <laughs> little arms. arms. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the monk sent the key to the slayer in the form of a human sister. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Hey, that's you, little bit. I just kind of like the fact that it doesn't phase Spike. Like, after yeah. this, he's never going to treat her different. Mm-hmm really yeah and he's not like oh, you're not real he's just like huh that's oh, you okay now i know you're a mystical key okay <laughs> that is one of the weird things as like weird and st- sadistic and unhealthy as spike is in a lot of his relationships unless he's like actively doing evil stuff he's like very kind and open-hearted in a way yeah. which is i that's i mean one of the things i really like about his character is that even when he's evil, he'll still do evil all the time. But like, if he's not actively doing that, he's he's fairly polite to people, and he's he accepting of their them for who they are. He really is. And it, like, I always think about, um, like, you know, obviously when like, so Spike doesn't have a soul. He has mm-hmm. a chip, but not yeah. a soul. And it makes me think about, you know, Angel without a soul mm-hmm. is terrible. Yeah. And something that Angel said early on was like. Even when I had a soul, I wasn't a good guy. No. William was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so you take away his soul and he becomes a vampire and no. fine. But still, he started out good, yeah. at least. Whereas Angelus did not. Yeah. I mean, he was, he, was, he was a bit of a dweeb. Probably could have, you know, stuck up for himself a bit more. But he wasn't like, wasn't an asshole. No. And Angel, before he got turned, was definitely an asshole. He was definitely an asshole. Buffy did not hear from Riley for her birthday. New tradition. Birthdays without boyfriends. (laughs) Willow and Tara like it. Oh, yes, they do. (laughs) I don't know. This is the first time I was like, huh, it is kind of shitty that she didn't hear from him. I don't know. It's 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 one of those weird things, but they were going out long enough that I don't think she'd be surprised to hear from an ex. But it's also not long enough that it feels like, oh, well, I should hear from them. It's a, it feels like it's kind of in that middle zone where mm. it's it could go either way, so I'm not that surprised by it. Dawn walks in after having cut herself. Yeah, it's, that's disturbing. I'm trying to put myself in her shoes. Mm-hmm. You find out that, I mean, just, you didn't exist six months ago. Mm-hmm. All of your memories are fake. Yeah. Your family's not really your family. You're not actually a human that was born mm-hmm. out of another human. Mm-hmm. You're a ball of energy. At most, yeah. you are a clone that was made from your sister's blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think cutting myself to see if I bleed makes sense. Mm. I can see that logic of like, yeah. 
Wait, so what am I? Is yeah. this blood? Would I mean, it's definitely done in a way that also feels like a little dramatic to be like, I'm going to like cut my arm and then like present myself to everyone. But I understand where it's coming from. Yeah, it's it. The way it's presented does feel kind of preteen girl that yeah. goes through the cutting phase. Um, but it it also like, I think this is what I would do. I think just yeah. You'd, you'd start poking yourself, and then you'd go to the cutting for yeah. blood, and then I don't know. First, we're, we're going to test like that. Okay, so I can feel that. Mm-hmm. Am I going to you know cut myself open, and you get? Get you know oil because I'm a robot. Like what? What is this? Mm-hmm. So here's a thing that I don't like about the way Michelle Trachtenberg plays Dawn mm-hmm. is that when she's really mad, she doesn't open her mouth. She grits her teeth and talks through her teeth, mm-hmm. and I really hate it. Yeah, it is one of those things where I'm not. I I don't think it's necessarily unrealistic as far as that may be a thing. That some teenage girls do when they're angry. Mm. But it's the kind of thing where it's like, no, cheat out. Even if that's something that you naturally do when you're angry or that you've seen people do, it doesn't work for like the medium of television. I mean, I can understand her fine. It, I feel the opposite where that's that's fine. It's that I don't think anyone does this in real life. I don't, I've, I've definitely met people who, uh, when they get really angry, get very like tight and like ball up and just like don't you know they kind of go into armadillo mode when they're upset yeah i guess you don't know any armadillos i don't i don't i don't know them personally Mm -hmm. um i have a similar um pet peeve with kira knightley Mm. where when she gets really when her character is upset she juts out her lower lip yeah i feel like that's a thing she yeah that's probably just some weird thing that she does in real life because I don't know maybe I she just has a I weird know jaw thing but yeah I, I know what you're talking about I know a lot of actors like even at you know our level that mm-hmm. I see them do the same things from character to character like I'm emo- I know one girl's like I'm emotional so I'm gonna open up my eyes really wide and that makes you look like you're terrified or shocked even if you're playing angry or playing what like. I'm so angry at you, and so much light is entering my iris. So it starts to be that when you see it over and over, Mm -hmm. you know, transfer from character to character, that you're like, okay, but like, that can't just be, this is the way I'm telegraphing emotion. Yeah. And it is sad when there's like an actor you like, and you find out one of those things, you can never not see it. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I, I I hate to ruin this person for anybody so if you're really worried about seeing hearing something you can't unhear uh maybe skip ahead like 10 seconds but harrison ford always points yeah yeah he he does always points his finger yeah yeah so watch out for that next time (laughs) new drinking game Mm -hmm. take a shot for every point buffy's mad at spike and tells him she shouldn't have found out like that two things Two reasons why she's absolutely wrong in this yeah. moment. Uh, he didn't know that she, what she was going to find out. No, not at all. And you're right. She shouldn't have found out that nope. way. So probably you should have told her. Yeah. Or uh, your Giles, maybe lock up your uh, your secret journals a little better. Yeah. That a teenage girl can't find them. You know, because what if, uh, you know, that hell god you're fighting finds them? Right. That might not be great then for it's you. Just per- it's, it's over. Glory goes to Dawn's school and season done. Mm-hmm. Ben recognizes the Knight of Bi- B- 
bison help me bison, uh, uh, butt stuff yep <laughs> oh it's the night of butt stuff sure byzantium out one Byz- byzantine byzantium is gonna kill me every time I, because I, byzantine is a thing yeah. so my, that's what my brain brain wants to be like yeah. no you just spelled it wrong no it's byzantium the, the b-nights <laughs> just call them the b-nights <laughs> Uh, Gloria's not happy with Ben's non-compliance, uh, but there's really nothing she can do about it, so suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That night, Dawn overhears Buffy, who's trying to put herself in Dawn's shoes. Uh, she's saying that she's not real, we're not her real family, mm-hmm. which Dawn, of course, interprets as that's how Buffy really feels. Yeah. That's why you don't eavesdrop. <laughs> yeah. Or if you do, stay till the end. Yeah, seriously. We've got two methods of coming at this from... Buffy and her mom. Mm-hmm. Buffy says that Dawn needs time and real answers. So Buffy's trying to figure out what is she really and mm-hmm. where does she come from? Joyce, meanwhile, thinks that Dawn needs to know that she's not a thing. doesn't mm-hmm. really matter what she is or where she came from. No matter what the monks did, yeah. she's still a Summers. Aw, that's sweet. And I think that uh, this episode is probably where it's most clear. Like, if you were to tie this plot line to a real life thing, it feels very strongly like, finding out you're adopted yes yeah. definitely and i feel like there's some some interesting parallels here obviously not one for one necessarily because right. usually aren't like i'm adopted do i exist it's like what am i you're still a human child yeah, it's like <laughs> maybe where am i from sure yeah but not am i a person like yeah i'm pretty sure we didn't adopt a, a cheetah and shave you yeah <laughs> You did. <laughs> I smell a sitcom. I, it just sounds like I can picture this TV show. <laughs> Let's make it. <laughs> Cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> what would we call that show? <laughs> uh, uh, my sister, the Cheetah. I don't know. <laughs> I want to make a bun about cheating because yeah. the Cheetah goes to school. It's like I'm not. I'm not a Cheetah. <laughs> I'm no cheetah. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Let's just move on. Cheetah school. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cheetah sheets. The diaries of a teenage cheetah girl. <laughs> Next week, we'll have the theme song for you. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Dawn destroys her room, burns her... Not the YouTube poster. That's all that she can't leave behind. (laughs) Burns her diaries and bails. Here's a weird thing about diaries. I've never kept one for, like, more than a week before I lost interest. Mm -hmm. But it feels like after you fill one up, like, what do you gonna do with that uh you show it to dates to make them feel like you're deep oh there you go yeah this is a haiku i wrote when i was in third mm-hmm. grade it's like i had a roommate in college who thought it was really the ultimate move was cooking like bananas foster for a girl it was it was i mean that i think it worked gross. once but if if somebody's impressed by, na- by bananas foster you're you're probably already most of the way there it's kind of, I mean, like, probably 90% of high schoolers write poetry, and 99% of it is terrible. So I, when a guy's like, I wrote you a poem, it's probably terrible. I remember in high school when we had uh, poetry 
unit or class, I forget. Uh, most of my poems were just deconstructing the form of the poem that it was. <laughs> <laughs> Words rhyming. Yeah. Like I, I specifically remember I wrote a, a, a villanelle, which is a very weird, complex poetry structure for like the length of it, at least. And my entire thing was how I will not write a villanelle. That's pretty great, yeah. actually. I think mine were literally like puppies are cute and I like flowers. I I remember I did write one about my insomnia that um, mm -hmm. my teacher kept, which was weird. Like, I guess it seems deep to someone who's mm. not like going through insomnia and just like, I just can't fucking sleep, but I can't think about anything about the fact that I can't sleep. And that's what gave you the time to write that poem. Sure, it's been a fucking month. <laughs> the best poetry is when you're going literally insane. I mean, if you ask poets, I'm sure they'll agree. Yeah. <laughs> the Scooby split up and starts the town for dawn. So, Mike, did you ever run away from home? Oh, no. God, no. Yeah, it was just like, like, where would I go? Like, Fair. it just, it just, at, at the point where I could have gotten into fights that felt like it was worth leaving home, I, I think I would have had the wits about me to be like, where the, where the hell am I going to go? Being homeless is terrible. Yeah. Like <laughs> being homeless is, is not great. And I don't think I, I know anybody at age 10 who's going to be like, okay, I'm going to secretly adopt you. <laughs> like, it's not like you could go to your best friends and just crash on the couch. Cause like. Eventually, their parents are going to show up sure. and be like, hey, who's this kid who's sleeping in our living room? <laughs> I uh, when I when Once I got a car, I wouldn't run away, but I would mm. storm out of the house and just drive around mm. the suburbs for hours until I was past curfew. And my dad would just call me and go, all right, it's time to come home. But you would drive the hell out of Roosevelt Road. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That was a good one because you went through like everything on mm -hmm. Roosevelt. Uh, Xander is weirdly and grossly proud that this powerful ball of energy has a crush on him. I love how he's like so affected by by uh, Dawn's crush. And it's clear it's not like, yeah, I'm into it. But it's just like somebody likes me. Yeah. Or like I must be pretty cool if a ball of energy likes me. Yeah. Well, then in the next episode, he gets so sad when he's no longer like the object of Don's affection. I know. I like the way that Giles just walks away. Yeah. Just blank she face. Fucking hates off him. Off like... His asshole. Spike being very supportive. You know, Buffy's yeah. feeling upset about the whole thing. And Spike just says, yeah, it could be hormones. You'll find her. Yeah. And it's, it's being, don't be creepy, groper, stalker, Spike. Be yeah. this supportive, calming presence. Mm hmm be, be to Buffy the way you are to people when you're not trying to eat them. Just like nice and kind and friendly and yeah. a little bit of a goofball. Dawn goes to the hospital where, of course, the crazy people recognize her. Dawn came for answers. So we know that Buffy uh, was right. She, mm -hmm. she wants to know what she yeah. really is. She asked that night guy. I think his name is uh, Joel. Sure. Yeah, Joel. Yeah. Uh, Ben's there. Yeah. Ben, Ben's nice. It was apparently one of only two people who work at that hospital. Yep. Well, I mean, it's small town. Huge hospital, airport, <laughs> museum, zoo, train station, but two people that work at the hospital. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's how um, Drag and all the other minions could constantly get into that hospital. <laughs> ben uh, knows who Glory is and what the key is. Well, obviously, because they're going out, right? I thought they were brother and sister. 
Oh, they're bro- brother and sister. Oh, okay, they're brother and sister. That's that's what it is. No other uh, twists or turns are coming, I'm sure. Nope. Let me just look at my notes here. So uh, Don lets it slip that something about glory and the key, and he tells her to run mm-hmm. because she's coming. <laughs> she's coming, and also Bobcat Goldthwait is there. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, I'm really good at impressions. <laughs> <laughs> ben turns into glory. What? I do know that I never saw this coming. I just think I kind of didn't care. <laughs> it's fair. Because it, mostly because I feel like the Ben character was so underdeveloped. It felt mm. like I knew, always knew like, well, there's something. There must be something more to that character. So it wasn't that I necessarily was like. Ooh, I've got this ending pinned down. It's more of like a a thing with the the later M Night Shyamalan movies, where it's like, yeah, I know there's going to be a twist, even if I don't know what mm. the twist is. The fact that I know there's going to be a twist kind of spoils the thrill of getting a twist. I always thought he was going to be evil, mm-hmm. like even before he, you know, summoned the Queller demon and Drag started talking yeah. to him. Like he was just too perfect that you're mm-hmm. like, so you're going to be an asshole. Yeah, you're clearly a demon of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then when he summoned the Queller, I'm like, so he's you know, assisting glory. So he's clearly not a good guy. Well, and also just utility of characters seem to have so little to actually do on the show. Yeah. Until he started like interacting with the minions and talking about glory that it was like, well, either they just felt the need to have another handsome guy to replace Riley, but he was on way too early for that really. And that, that's the thing is that at first it seems they're setting him up as a significant other, but then when they don't go anywhere with it, you're yeah. like, okay, so mm, we've passed yeah. that point. Yeah, that can't be what it is. Yeah, but this, I mean, I actually, I really like this. I think this is Mm -hmm. surprising and clever Mm -hmm. and really not something I ever would have guessed. Well, yeah, and I think it has some good, especially towards the end of the season, some good storytelling opportunities from this Mm -hmm. kind of twist. So Glory does not have Ben's memories. Mm -hmm. So Don, what you doing here? Uh, Here is Don's chance to get some answers. Mm -hmm. So this key... What does it look like? Uh, it looks like Harriet the Spy, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's the only clue I've gotten. There was one point where it was really weird, the blocking. I think it was supposed to be like, Glory's intimidating Dawn, but it almost looked like she was about to go in for a kiss. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. I know you're like a hell god, but like, stranger danger. She's like 13, 14. <laughs> Meanwhile, Buffy hears about the guy Glory killed and therefore knows that Glory is somewhere in this building. Mm-hmm. Dawn doesn't fool Glory because <laughs> nope. she's a terrible liar. Yeah. So her efforts to, I mean, she doesn't really get any information. Stalls her I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Not, not, not too useful. Buffy shows up just in time. Get away from my sister. Here's what I like about that. Mm-hmm. It's a really good choice of words. Yeah. That like normally she would just walk in and say, get away from her. Yeah. But she specifically said, get away from mm-hmm. my sister. Yeah. Which I think is really important for Dawn to hear. Mm-hmm. Kind of reaffirms like, no, I'm still part of the family. I'm still, still Buffy's sis. Everybody helps. Yeah. Spike. Mm-hmm. He gets, gets knocked out. He gets knocked he out helps. very quickly, but he tries. Xander with the crowbar. Yeah. Giles with the crossbow. Buffy, they'd still try. Sure. Buffy diving in front of the crowbar to save Dawn. What happens? It actually like pierces her skin, right? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's like 
she caught it and it went like a quarter of an inch in is I think what they're implying. Yeah. Which seems like, I don't know how a crowbar, because it's not like it's a sharp sword where I could see like it just like kind of breaking the skin without going. It feels like for a crowbar to get in, That's- it would have to like. Really yeah, this would be some blunt force to get in this there. This feels like this is a mortal wound. Yeah. And then it's just like, no, nah, I'm fine. Or at the very least, not one that you can casually walk out of the hospital. Yeah. You're like, going to need stitches. Yeah. It seems like, guys, you're already in the hospital. Why not make the wound as serious as it seems? Then ever just like, hey, I'm in the hospital. I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Willow and Tara hit her with a glitter bomb. Yep. That's exactly what I have. It is in my notes. <laughs> and then I have uh, that it always reminds me of the problem I had with sliders until they explained it with an offhand bit of dialogue where it's like, if you're just like randomly sliding around and you can end up anywhere, why don't you just end up in the air sometimes or like 50 feet underwater or in space for that matter. So I kind of like that they teleport her and it's just like, uh, I guess it's somewhere in Sunnydale, but it's like a hundred feet up because it's just <laughs> random. You will, you know why? Because she's a god, and God goes belongs in the clouds. They were just doing her a favor. Uh, this is your home. Uh, I think we're going to have to take some theology classes. <laughs> when I was in kindergarten, um, we were learning about the different layers of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, Where and- were the Torahs? What? Because, Burr, it's cold in here. As a former cheerleader and a person who likes Bring It On, I'm really upset that I didn't get it out faster. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so distracted now because all I can think about is Burr. It's cold in in here. There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. I said. Anyways. um, (laughs) So the the teacher Mm -hmm. was quizzing us after teaching us. He's like, okay, guys, now what's after whatever i don't i don't know the le- the layers anymore and I, I swear right yeah. and i raised my hand i was like heaven <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she like i went to public school yeah. and she's like no it's blah 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 stratosphere what comes after the stratosphere raise my hand heaven <laughs> just figure at some point i've got to be right <laughs> it's up there somewhere and i just keep doing this until the teacher like clearly uncomfortable because yeah. she can't yeah <laughs> tell me there's no such thing <laughs> but she's like i mean Kristen, that's really more of um a place in your heart moving on <laughs> <laughs> But I, I thought, ooh, heaven is a place on earth. <laughs> this is also I get in trouble in church because um, we do have the children's sermon and they call mm-hmm. the little kids up. And they, they always ask you a question. And because I like to be little miss, my hands always up. Yeah. I No matter what the question was, I've got a pretty good chance of being right. Just raise my hand. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what the, what the question was like i'm gonna be right here ready jesus it's like if you ever have a history question it's like what treaty treaty of paris there's like five of them <laughs> better than not than a, not chance 1066 that's, that's the thing i know it's just when in doubt it's 1066 so buffy and john become blood sisters oh did you was this a thing for you it's like, a thing I always heard about, but I never saw anybody do it. I saw people do it and heard about it, but I, like, very early, my parents were like, disgusting, and no, don't do that. Yeah. So just, Joyce and Buffy were both right 
Mm-hmm. Dawn needed to hear both about what she was and get answers to her questions, but also feel that she that nothing's changed and yeah. she's still a part of this family. Very sweet. The nice ending. We also learn about the amnesia ray. <laughs> Dawn uh, remembers that Ben was Ben was here, um, but then Glory was here. Um, so he must have. I think he helped me. I think he must have run away before Glory. Glory must have done something to him. Mm. I don't know. I don't remember. Bum, bum, bum. So what's the lesson in Blood Ties? Just because you weren't born to the same family doesn't mean you're not family. Oh, that's sweet. Also, if you uh, find out a secret about a hell god, write it on your arm. <laughs> write that shit down. I want to see this like cut between... This episode and then um, this season of Doctor Who where they're making marks on their yeah, arms because they can't sounds. remember. Don just looks down. There's, oh, no, the cut's on her arm. Nope, nope, no. I take everything back. Well, I regret everything. <laughs> all right. So uh, it's about time for that commercial break. Yep. We got a sponsor this week. New from the makers of Bachelor Shackles and the Oppressive Male Shackles comes our newest shackle. Billy Mays here. Has this ever happened to you? You spend all day capturing a slayer, then tie her up, only to find her breaking through her chains, befriending a rat to chew through her ropes, or find the chafing of one-size-fits-all cuffs taking the fun out of torture. Worry no more. Buy new Slayer Shackles. Made from the finest troll hammer metal, new Slayer Shackles are stronger than any other restraint in this dimension. Our minions hand-inspect every link, and we test each anchor point on a variety of surfaces. That's right. Creepy mansion wall, crypt stone, old castle stone, catacomb stone, sewer pipe, burial chamber stone, ancient ruin stone, drywall. We check them all for superior grip. With a durable faux queller hide lining and a gently tapered design, your captive will be as comfortable as possible while being put through unspeakable horrors by you. Buy new Slayer Shackles. They restrain the chosen one, so you don't have to. Slayer Shackles are available for $24.99 plus shipping and handling. These shackles also come with a limited 10-year warranty, and if you don't like your shackles, send them back in 30 days free. Just pay shipping and handling. Slayer Shackles! It's time to put Blood Ties back on the shelf and open the books on Crush. Like an orange crush. Oh god, yes, that's the best. That's the best. I, you know, I have to say, orange soda, the only only soda that's okay warm. Gross. <laughs> that's disgusting. Try it. Orange soda is the only soda where you can put any amount of alcohol in it, and you can't taste it. Oh yeah. That's oh, <laughs> I learned that one Pride Weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh so it's the grand reopening of the bronze. Ooh. This is, of course, post Olaf bringing down the house. Okay. <laughs> uh, we we find out very important information that Willow and Tara are the dorkiest of dancers. <laughs> I mean, they're just like surprised. holding hands and just kind of like pushing each other's hands. <laughs> it's adorable, but they're so dorky. <laughs> Buffy's watching the couples dance. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this shot of Anya in the credits at yeah. some point? 
Yeah. It wasn't in this episode because I'm like, oh, yeah, the onion. Wait, where yeah. is it? That's uh, that's exactly my thought, too. I was like, oh, and I can look for this in the credits. It's like, is that later in the credits? Am I maybe I'm juxtaposing because they have the, the shot of Buffy and Faith dancing right next to Anya. But I'm like, no, this seems really it, it familiar. It must be later on. That's the yeah. only thing that makes sense. But it's so crazy because usually I don't have like that big of a flash for. Yeah. Know. I And like, yeah. I speed up was like, like oh. credit shot. That's yeah. a credit shot. Mm hmm. In fact, someone put a sh- that gif of her dancing on Twitter this week, and I was like, credit on you. <laughs> you just wanted her to be credited. I just for the- <laughs> you want to make sure that you you give Anya her due of her, mm-hmm. her good dancing in that hot pink dress she's wearing. Spike in a collared shirt. It's so weird. It's like, he, it's oh, like when he was stealing all of Buffy's stuff, he was like, I'll take some of Riley's too, just for the heck of it. <laughs> it's so like, there's not a like... There's not a lot of people that I might notice something subtly different yeah. about their wardrobe, but this immediately makes you stop and go, what? Yeah. <laughs> Your Why shirt you look has like a James color. Vanderbeek no, no, no. <laughs> and he went from me having the long duster to a like a, a waist length or a hip yeah. length leather jacket. And you're like, you're missing half your coat. Yeah. What What's going on here? <laughs> your coat's too short. Is this is this what you think she likes? I don't like it. He looks kind of dorky. Yeah, I mean, like super dorky in this episode. So. It's so funny because like it's not like he's got a bad outfit, mm-hmm. and like I feel like if I saw that out of yeah. context, I'd be like, oh, that person is dressed very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but then Spike, like, what are you doing, buddy? Get out of here! <laughs> you have a collared shirt on. That's it's like Count Dracula wearing a Hawaiian shirt and sandals. Like, no, <laughs> it's not allowed. <laughs> I want him next. I want him to wear an argyle sweater vest. <laughs> but Buffy is not his talky friend. Mm. <laughs> You're not talky people. It's just not coming up for Spike. They got rid of the flaring onion. Flume. <laughs> No, he calls it a flaring onion. Oh, does he? Yeah, because they can't use blooming onion. Oh, because that's trademarked. <laughs> but I love how he did. That's the alternate name, flaring onion. Flaring onion. Oh, and then he's in Xander's seat. <laughs> he oh. steals Xander's chain. <laughs> at first, so I didn't remember this. So yeah. at first, when he like when Xander's like, "You're in my seat," and I was like, "Ugh, fine." And he goes to get up and he spills his beer, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird that they kept that." take that yeah. like did they only get one take that they kept the one where he spilled his beer and then you realize it was a ploy the whole time to get the cash uh-huh. nice willow's got some post glory deportation migraines oh you know what i think i just remembered something guys hmm. ben is glory no you're you're confused they were um wait no ben was ben was here and, and then, then Glory he, was here. Oh, they were just they were just here yeah, around the same time. That's, that's Ben was helping um cuz of Glory. Cuz yeah. so we're going to thank him later. We said cuz of Glory. It did sound a little bit like cousin Larry from Perfect Strangers. <laughs> oh. I thought you were going to um like Glory cuz Okay. <laughs> it was Glory cuz. Is she that, one of the bee knights? Get that talk like that. The bee knights. Uh, you talk like a rapping dog in 1995. <laughs> uh, so Ben's at the bronze. Buffy thanks him for looking out mm-hmm. for Dawn. Ben plays this off pretty yeah. well. He must be very used to lying about mm-hmm. about stuff like this. Did you notice that Buffy is in focus on her shots? And then when they switch to Ben, he's out of focus? I, he's such a non-character to me. I didn't even notice. <laughs> That's what the camera couldn't focus yeah, on because he, he doesn't just, really. Ex- he was just, oh, it was meta. He's not real. Oh, <laughs> <my>, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
But this did get me to thinking about, you know, an alternate way this season could have gone that I would have liked a lot more. Maybe earlier on, sow some seeds, Riley and Buffy's problems, maybe make them a little bit bigger and have it be kind of like a love triangle thing where she's really like tempted to go with Ben as an option Mm -hmm. as like, he's just like the perfect guy. He's like super nice and he's handsome and he's even less drama. And I, I know how drama has been with me in the past and now things with Riley are getting all weird and he's super cool with, uh, you know, me being uh, powerful and maybe he finds out about her being the slayer early on or something. And then that could be a whole dynamic makes Ben's character feel like a lot less of a sore thumb throughout the, a lot of the first half of the season. And then I think it's even more of a twist when you find out that he, he is connected to glory and even more of a twist that he is glory. Wait, that's not right. He's just, he, he was there when glory yeah, yeah. left. Yeah. And I think just that overall would be a really, a stronger direction for that character specifically in this season. And you wouldn't have to change too much else. I don't think. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I definitely thought the first time I saw this, they were setting him up to Mm -hmm. be a love interest. I wish they had committed to that. Yeah. And I think it would have fit in if you think about Riley's storyline this season and his fragile male ego Mm -hmm. and I need you to need me. You throw in a little jealousy in there. Yeah. Which seems maybe to Buffy to be coming out of nowhere and completely Mm -hmm. unfounded. I mean, first off, Riley has a history of jealousy when it comes to Angel and Dracula Mm -hmm. So you throw that in there and you just got mm-hmm. fragile male ego themes all over the place. And who better to seem like the alternative that's better when you're having somebody with a fragile male ego who doesn't want to be threatened than like a male nurse who I'm sure has to deal with like that kind of stuff all the time, mm-hmm. especially back in the day. I'm, I think now it's a lot less of a stigma, but like that was a whole series of jokes in the Meet the Parents movie about well, like a, being a male nurse. Ben is a doctor. Oh, he is a doctor. Yeah. That's right. Well, still, wouldn't that, still. that well, yeah. probably because he seems too young to be a doctor. That's probably why I always think of him as a nurse. Um, even more so that you've got, you know, Riley, who now feels that he doesn't really have a mm-hmm. purpose, that he doesn't do anything. And here you have a doctor. Yeah. yeah. A cute doctor. Mm-hmm. Where did he get the certification to be? Did that come from uh, like a hell dimension? See, I think Ben's actually been here. 420. I th- okay. I think Glory and Ben have both been on this planet for a long time. And it maybe took Ben a while because... Took a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> he can't, you know, study all night because mm-hmm. he's busy being Glory. Yeah. Um. But, no, I think he really does have his own life. Okay. Just, just a Jekyll and Hyde. Like... Don's been a the key for six months, but the yeah. key's been around for longer than six months, right? I guess I had always assumed that they like they arrived on this plane together around the same time, but I guess it's I think they did, but I think but i I thought that was like very close to when the key was, yeah, I mean was he says changed. I've been covering up for glory my whole life, but I think that could also apply if they were like you know if he was in also a six dimension. months. Maybe he just yeah. forged his certification. That's really immoral, Ben. It I mean, the Queller terrible. demon, you know, get it, calling upon a demon to eat um, people with mental illness. That's one thing. But forgery of a document, not okay. Maybe they'll state this later on. Because if he, like, it could be existed as an 18-year-old and then decided to go to med school, mm. 
Although it's seven years versus four. Still. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe at that early point, because they were like, this is going to take a while. Gloria was more helpful. and was like helping him study. <laughs> Spike uh, does not like Ben. And I like his little spat with Xander. <laughs> I worked hard for that money. So did I. You stole it. And you're making it very hard work. <laughs> yeah. I can see Spike's reasoning there. Mm-hmm. We cut to the Sunnydale train station. This actually does scream small town. Yeah. Train station. But when no one exits the train, conductor Button. Did you notice his button says button? No. His button says button on it. Button, button. Who is the button? <laughs> conductor Button investigates to find a train just full of dead bodies. I mean, that's just like the red line at 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Is the train, and then whatever got got them, got him too. Did think you do this point of view shot of him or mm-hmm. him running away and it's chasing him, <laughs> dragging him back on the chain, mm-hmm. train. Buffy wearing a bad coat, another bad coat this season. Gold coat, yeah, just a golden. You know what, Spike? You're stealing all of her stuff. Why not steal some of the the items that aren't working? Yeah, put this on the mannequin and get it away from her. Mm-hmm. She makes bad coat choices. Joyce doesn't feel safe without Buffy. Even if Giles is looking out for them. Oh, <laughs> I feel like they're not going to have sexy times on a car cop tonight. Cop car tonight. <laughs> no, I think, I think she's just kind of screw that. Not, no, not. <laughs> oh, no. I think she has twice, <laughs> two times. <laughs> Old two times. <laughs> Buffy wants to know if they should be taking it easy on Don. But Giles says the more normal they act, the better. So, Don, don't take my clothes. <laughs> you definitely took my clothes. What happened to my blue sweater? Editing joke. Smash cut two. Spike out it. Uh-oh. He stole it. Hey, Mike, guess what? What? Harmony's still around. Oh, yeah. That was clearly um, a plot thread that was kept track of through every episode, right? Where the hell has she been? Yeah. I guess, I mean, she has her own tunnels somewhere, right? I, I, I guess she has her own place, but it just seems weird that, like, of all the times, because Buffy's constantly like, barging in, being like, Spike, what's up, er? That, like, not one of those times, Harmony's not just like, what? Yeah. In the background or something. I mean, I get it. If you don't have anything for the actor to do, you're not going to hire them for, you know, three, three minutes of being in the background going, whoa. But... Uh, from like a story standpoint, it seemed like they should have, you know, maybe established that they had a fight or something. Or, or just the fact that she's not living there yeah. and just comes over sometimes for boinking. Yeah. Yeah. D- even making that more clear would be a lot better than just like, oh, I guess she was here all along. She goes out shopping a lot. Yeah. Uh, so we get the Buffy Harmony role playing. Oh, it's super creepy. Super creepy. Yes. Harmony wants to play sex games, so Spike dresses her up as Buffy in Buffy's blue sweater, who pretends to be Buffy. Which, and they... I mean, granted, she pulls off. Oh, no, she looks great. It's like, I was going to, like, I would, you know, obviously not going, like, I'm going to stake you, but I could see yeah. this actress trying out for Buffy and being and doing mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. Yeah, I find this creepy as fuck, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm mostly focused on, like, but Harmony, like, what was Harmony's reaction when. Spike's like, I want you to dress up as the Slayer. And at what point do you go, wait, are you into the Slayer? I mean, Harmony is pretty dumb. She is dumb. So here's what I'm thinking. Some people Mm -hmm. are into, for kink's sake, 
Um, the band, and, the Kinks. Yep. And Kink's sake alone, um, the idea of like when they role play, people do rape scenarios. Mm-hmm. So the idea of you wanting to do a role playing with someone that you hate. Yeah, like the the power dynamic of like the person who's hunting after you. I could see how that's. Like, yeah. So yeah. that that's what I'm thinking. That yeah. like she's like, oh, you just like mm-hmm. kind of a a pseudo yeah. subdom thing. Yeah. And, I mean, you can also say, like, oh, he's always had a thing for fighting slayers because, you know, he's killed sure. two. So I kind of get it. He just wants the adrenaline of a fight. Mm-hmm. Really. Uh, the next day, Willow and Tara are discussing the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? This thing that they're talking about is, like, what's going to happen on this episode. <laughs> and they even, even describe him as all bumpy, which is a common way to describe when the I, vampires That page. part I did like. Yeah. Quasimodo and Esmeralda can't fall in love at the end because his actions were selfish. She didn't love him back. And because he's bumpy, it's never going to work out. Really just kind of a, a screw you to people with skin conditions. Yeah. Don goes to Spike's crypt. I like oh, that without... We, we skipped over the uh, part where Buffy steals a newspaper from a guy who's way too cool with it. Who's <laughs> reading that? Well, I guess I'll just stand three feet away from the person who stole this newspaper from me. And not make any other incident out of it. Oh, boy. I mean, it's a newspaper. What's he supposed, what's he supposed to do? Like, shever? Like, like get up and be like, hey, I'm going to take this back now because you just stole this from me. <laughs> He's just like, oh, well, that's gone. It's like, she's three feet away. It would be one thing if, like, she took it and just, like, walked off and you're like, I'm not going to go chase her. But she, Mike like, took walks it. into the shot two seconds later. Buddy, we need to talk about your self-esteem. Yeah. Stick up from yourself. You're yeah. worth it. Like, just... Took that news. Do you know her? Like, there'd be one thing if it was like, oh, that's just my buddy, but like, it's just a person who stole your stuff. And then have the audacity to stand next to you and read it. So Buffy is now a thief and a murderer. Got it. Just so we're keeping score. Still stand by. The guy on <laughs> the ice rink could have been some kind of magic m- mumbo jumbo. That was the person. <laughs> She's a murderer. Uh, so Don goes to Spike Crypt. Spike Crypt, the new Spike's hot club. <laughs> Spikes, because that sounds Spike's script sounds like his his script his script of the show <laughs> Spike script the crypt of Spike. <laughs> I like that with all the big speeches about what mm-hmm. Dawn is. Spikes gets right to the point. Oh. Doesn't matter how you start out. Mm-hmm. Just him being like, I this started out pretty good, and now I'm evil. Doesn't really matter how you start. This episode really shows the the two the yin and yang of Spike. He's so nice to Dawn here. And, and I feel like that's what's so frustrating later is that you're like, oh, no, you're just too fucking dumb. Like, you could do this. You could be good. We'll see it later. You could be good, mm-hmm. but you're just, oh, Spike, stop fucking up. Stop being love's bitch. <laughs> she tells him, I feel safe with you. And he doesn't like it. Take it back. No. <laughs> <sighs> that night, Spike is telling Don scary stories about Ooh. past kills. I love the way yeah. his face immediately changes when she gets scared. He's like, yeah. too much for you? Like, and you're like, oh, yeah. I'm stop. No, like, he's so sweet. He's not really into being like, I, you know, I killed the little girl. But he's just telling yeah. a scary story the mm-hmm. way any of us tell scary mm-hmm. stories. And he's like, oh, wait, no, I'll, I'll stop because I'm scaring the little girl. Like, yeah. oh, just, he's so cute. Mm-hmm. That's really cute. Buffy Bard is in. <laughs> Uh-oh. Tells him, go ahead, finish your story. So I uh, I pulled her out of there, very violent, and I gave her to a nice family who never locked her in a cool bin. <laughs> oh. Dawn has a crush on Spike. Such a fangirl. I mean, 
and this is very, I can't blame her. This is very like what thir- how old she is? Twelve, thirteen, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like six months. <laughs> to, like that, your crushes are kind of like very fleeting <laughs> mm-hmm. and just like so superficial but like he's bad he's it yeah. talks about like how his hair is so cool and don's the first to say it but he's in love with you spike's totally into you another very preteen girl thing right. to say. buffy and xander are investigating a train slaughter and, and she says to him spike's in love with me <laughs> and he, laughs. he just laughs <laughs> and then buffy sits in the outline of a dead body <laughs> Which I I was a little mad because I I've I've read that crime scenes they don't really do that oh. they don't really like tape or especially they don't chalk outlines because that would just be ridiculous because uh, they they take pictures sure and they can just use those as reference adding a bunch of tape doesn't really help but for the bit I'll forgive it yeah now <laughs> Xander's all jealous that mm-hmm. Don no longer has a crush on him oh poor buddy. They head out after not finding any clues, but they miss the doll in the overhead bin. Bum, bum, bum. Now, who do we know who likes to tie up dolls so they can't see? Who I puts think, their dolls in a timeout? I think it's the uh, the DC villain uh, Toy Man. Or Chucky's playing s and <laughs> <laughs> He had a little role play of his own. <laughs> oh, his bride's going to be so jealous. So, like... If Chucky got like a sex doll, that wouldn't be nearly as weird because it's like yeah. it's really like like having sex with your own kind. Yeah, although it can't be consensual. <laughs> oh, that's that might make it much worse. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's less weird. It's yeah. less weird. Spike is in the summer's home again. Still wearing a collared shirt. I think this is a different collared shirt. Yeah, I think he has too. <laughs> Joey says the funny story about amphorae and sure. what the thing that she I looked it up when I watched the episode and it it means a plastic bin. Cool. <laughs> the way that he says to, when she starts retelling the story and the way that he's like, "Oh now, Joyce, don't you start. We'll have it all going again." Is creepy, isn't it? Creepy mm. the way he, like he really looks creepy as fuck when he says that. Uh, he says he has info on the killer from the train, so they have a stakeout. Make out stakeout. Make out stakeout mm. during which he offers her his flask, aka a drink. <laughs> like it's not blood; it's bourbon. Ew! Wow, I guess you don't like bourbon. That's you're kind of a, a liquor snob, Buffy. I'm just saying. <laughs> she's learned her lesson. She's she's like, I don't need to turn into a caveman again. I'm good. Maybe that would turn her into like a different, maybe like a. An old Highland Scotman, Scotsman. That would be cool. That like beard makes you a caveman. So different liquors make you into different things. Yeah. From like the region where they're made maybe. Yeah. Or, yeah. What's no bourbon's Kentucky. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. If it's bourbon. So, so she, she, she becomes a fried chicken. <laughs> oh no. Don't do that one. She becomes one of the th- 13 different Colonel Sanders they've had as mascots. <laughs> as colonel sanders that's awesome so in addition to offering her a drink he also starts humming a song so now there's he's playing music even though it's i want to be sedated so it's not like it's a i want to be it's kind of romantic sure they head into the vamp nest and one of them is eating popcorn is making popcorn and the other one is going through stolen cds 
Slayer. And then skedaddles out of yep. there. <laughs> Run for the hills. Aww. <laughs> I'm just so embarrassed for our kind. <laughs> Buffy notices that they've nested. These can't mm-hmm. be the guys in the train because those people just showed up. Or that person. Spike assumes that that means that, oh, you're saying they're a couple? They're poofters? <laughs> it's like, no, no, Spike. No. no. This means they've been here a while. Yeah. Been a uh, while. On their way out, Spike opens the door for Buffy. Yeah. Not very Spike-like. Not very Spike-like. So, um, is this a date? A date? Do you want it to be? Uh-oh. I, do, I like the way he says that. Yeah. What? I just, do you want it to be? <laughs> Uh, and now he just, he's all in now. Yeah. He says, there's, there's something between us. Mm-hmm. She says, disgust. She says, you're a vampire. And he says, so is Angel. That's such a dub excuse. Like, you know it's different. Everyone who makes that comparison is like, you know it's different. Yeah, so she's automatically in love with all vampires. Come on. Yeah. Hashtag not all vampires. <laughs> so there's a throwaway line that said when the camera's on Buffy that I think is really important. A lot of what he says I toss in this, like, crazy stalker crush pile. But when he says... I've changed. I can't stop thinking about you. And if that means the part that's when on when he's off camera is, and if that means turning my back on the whole evil thing. Mm-hmm. And that to me, like that's the one that rings true because yeah. that's what he does later. Mm-hmm. Like later on, he makes the conscious choice to turn his back on being evil yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, that's the one line that I was like, yeah. this is, that's not like the creepy stalker line. Yeah. Are are you saying that you're you're upset that it wasn't on him for that part? No, or? I'm just oh, okay. I'm just right. I thought it was an important line. Yeah, yeah. And I found it interesting that it was it was so subtly thrown in mm, there. Yeah. So he goes home and he's crying. Oh, he little baby. And then Drusilla's there. Bum bum bum. It's not Chucky. <laughs> She's looking good. Yeah. I mean, minus the burns and stuff. But like, she makes them work. She does. Yeah. She's she's. Mm. Looking good, Drusilla. Mm-hmm. She's just left LA. <gasps> Crossover. Where she and Darla had kind of formed a girl gang. Mm-hmm. I remember liking that because, again, Darla was always just like, God damn, this Drusilla. But they're getting along. They're bonding. It's very um, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Until, you, you know, until Angel sets them on fire. This girl is on fire. Drew knows all about his chip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to make a comment about her line, I don't believe in science. But then I kind of thought about it. She yeah. is a vampire. <laughs> her existence kind of refutes science. So if anyone's going to say, I don't believe in science, it's Drusilla. Well, and I'm pretty sure what happened on the train is she was having a lovely time. And then somebody was like, oh, you know how trains work, right? Well, you, uh, the engineering of it. And she's like, science! It just went crazy. <laughs> this is... This scene is so great because they're mm. just immediately back to like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. season two, Spike and Drew, man. Mm-hmm. This was a couple. And you see the hit, like, their instant chemistry, mm-hmm. like, you really feel the gravity of their relationship. And now that we've seen their origin story, mm. the fact that this is kind of mirroring what happened there of him saying, of her building up his confidence and her letting him letting her convince him to be evil. Mm-hmm. It, I like it. Yeah, I really, really like this. Harmony shows up. Who is this? <gasps> uh oh. The look that passes between Spike and Drew. Uh. <laughs> She's like, You hurt my boo boo. Boo boo. 
Spike tosses Harmony, yeah. and Spike is transformed. I mean, mm-hmm. James Marsters goes instantly from being this broken-hearted sap yeah. to just season two Spike in, you know, yeah. feeling confident and evil and good. Like, mm-hmm. oh, man, this is great. Just instantly. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right, Spike. <laughs> I remember who this guy is. Absolutely. I kind of miss this one. Yeah. Obviously, for the rest of the episode and definitely for the rest of the series, it it wouldn't have uh, been as good. But part of me was like, almost wanted me, I almost wanted him to just like stake harmony there to be like, this is how much I've transformed. But yeah, I mean, I understand it's not really good for it. Would have raised the, the stakes. It would have yeah. been like, oh wow, this is real. Would have raised this the is... stakes. Yeah, yeah. Like like the kind you you put in the, the chest of a vampire. Those kinds. Kill him. Yeah. Stakes. <laughs> No, the the slab of meat that comes from a cow. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been like, oh, they've been so high. That plate would have been <laughs> seven feet off the ground. Well, now I'm just hungry <laughs> for really high steaks. <laughs> those, those steaks nearly off the pot. <laughs> now you're just imagining like a T-bone with a joint. Because <laughs> the steaks are a filet mignon with a bowl. A New York strip with a one-hitter. <laughs> a sirloin with a vape pen. You really know your paraphernalia. I'm, it's funny. I'm actually running out of steaks more, more quickly than I have <laughs> hot paraphernalia. And I don't really do either. <laughs> oh. Buffy is seeking advice from Joyce and Willow. <laughs> did you lead him on well i do beat him up a lot <laughs> and willow says that she needs to make sure that she told spike there's a hundred percent never a possibility mm-hmm. you have to talk to him again spike and drew go to the bronze or they like to call it the bronze point oh it's the new version on the side no it just oh. looks very oh. very new and like very consciously like we're hip <laughs> I just have to imagine that this scene was a lot of fun to shoot for, or this mm. whole episode must have been very fun for James Marsters and Juliet Landau. Yeah. But like getting the gang back together, mm-hmm. get to go back to our old ways. Yeah. Being badass vampires and like doing like creepy vampire shit again. <laughs> Drusilla kills a couple in the balcony. Mm-hmm. And since the girl is already dead, but freshly so, yeah. Spike can feed on her. Mm-hmm. Buffy goes to Spike's crypt. And goes down to his basement. Pretty spooky. If anyone has ever listened to the Haiti Remember Blair Witch episode, they will know that I hate basements. (laughs) (laughs) Even ones that have been remodeled. Mm -hmm. If I've got to go down into a basement, I mean, I'm just assuming I'm going to die down there. So like like, watching that 70s show must have been like a horror film. (laughs) I even walking down to our basement at work, it's still a little bit like I cross myself beforehand. Like I don't mm, like it. Bad things happen in basements. Um, so I can only imagine what would happen if I walked into his basement with a bunch of bleached skulls in it. Yeah. And then a creepy altar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just dead from fright. Buffy finds Spike's Buffy mannequin wearing her sweater and his creepy stalker wall. Here's the thing. Some part of him knows that's creepy and wrong because yeah. he's covering it up. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't something he's... I, I mean, maybe, maybe he just doesn't want Harmony to get jealous. Sure. I just... This, this is weird to me. 
Because I don't know if people really make creepy stalker walls. Like, this mm. is a thing that you see in movies a lot. I don't know, like... It's like the same with um, the the brilliant person making a, a a collage of a bunch of different things and string across it. Yeah, I don't know if that really happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the creepy murder wall really happens. I'm assuming it must have at some point, because where did we get this from? But I feel like you either you're crazy enough that you don't really realize how creepy and scary mm-hmm. this is and that's why you do it yeah because you're like what do you mean creepy wall it's just a wall of pictures yeah but if you have the wherewithal to know this is creepy you're not going to cover it up you're just not going to do it <laughs> like maybe you want to maybe there's some part mm-hmm. of you that like i want to see this person's face but maybe if you don't have a soul then that that connection isn't the same maybe it's it's like yeah, it's wrong, but it doesn't matter. I don't care. I don't know this yeah, whole, I guess um, I just don't understand the compulsion that makes you want to do mm-hmm. that, which I'm glad that I don't because I feel like that says something good about me. I definitely don't have one of those walls about Anthony Stewart. <laughs> what are you just talking about? <laughs> Drusilla knocks out Buffy with a cattle prod. Don't tase me, Drew. <laughs> Spike in turn knocks out Drew. Her poor skin has been through so much. Yeah, it has been a rough month for Drusilla's skin. She needs a spa day, Mm -hmm. or more accurately, a spa night, or a spa without windows. Spa day would just make things worse. (laughs) I just want to see her soaking in in oil of Olay. (laughs) You poor thing. Oh, man, I'm not going to disagree with that. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Going weird with it. (laughs) (laughs) Spike using his slayer shackles. Yeah, that's what he's doing. I want you to do the voice. I'm not your monkey. <laughs> Never. I'm not your butt monkey. I'm Billy Mays. <laughs> he shackles the gals up in his basement. <laughs> what, is it super creepy and weird to talk about? I mean, Spike, remember Cecily? Remember Cecily? How, like, you threw yourself at her mm-hmm. and and she she rejected you and you just wouldn't, like gather up your pride and walk away with it mm-hmm. you had to sit there and let her stomp it into the ground stop doing this maybe maybe spike you come on a little strong <laughs> a little bit like, with the poetry and the uh shackles i mean projection is hard yeah. it's rough um but i feel like maybe there's an exercise you can do to to get you better without with with being okay with it mm-hmm like, I feel like we need to do an exercise where he's like, give me your wallet. And someone goes, no. And he goes, okay. <laughs> Wait, this, will, I guess, would help him uh, not mug people. Also that, but the, just like, okay, so drive me to the airport. No. Fine. <laughs> he, just, he has to be, he has to, this is his, he has an impulse control where he mm-hmm. just can't hear no. Yeah. So we need, we're just going to do some lessons. You can just listen to that one Megan Trainer song on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. And that will work. It will do something. <laughs> I like it. Uh, the line I hate here. I'm drowning in ya summers. I'm drowning in ya. But it's so spike appropriate. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a terrible line. Yeah. Delivered awkwardly because he read that in the script and went, what the shit, Joss or Jane or whoever wrote this one. I'm drowning in ya summers. I'm drowning in ya. <laughs> what is well, that? When you, when you say it, yeah, it sounds awkward because you're saying it like it's about to start a song. I'm drowning in you. I'm drowning in you. I'm drowning in your summers. I'm going to take a dip. Just put a little toe in. 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, on a tombstone, it says rip. <laughs> um, no, it sounds so very like um, 1920s. Like, I don't know, like the dame walked in, you know, and whatever. She broke my heart. And I told we, her I'm drowning in ya. We I'm, know like Spike is really old, right? <laughs> fine, but... Oh, no, he doesn't talk like this normally, and I hate this. I'm drowning in ya, Summers. I'm drowning in ya. I'm so dramatic. I'm drowning in ya, Summers. I'm drowning in ya. <laughs> terrible. Tell me about your whores. <laughs> I'm drowning in them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds uh. like a fun night. <laughs> Uh, and he says, you want proof? I'm going to kill Drusilla for you. Uh-oh. I love his speech about what Drusilla means to him mm-hmm. because he really means yeah. it. And I love these two together. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of just want them to leave town together and like to start again because yeah. you two were made for each other. And who cares how many people die? Well, and it means so much more now that we've seen Fool for Love with all those mm-hmm. flashbacks. Like yeah. before then, I'd be like, yeah, no, that was his girlfriend for a bit. And then when to like, mm-hmm. no, like she really created him. Mm-hmm. I love when he brings the stake back up to her chest. Just in a very quiet way. She goes, ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ow. You know what I'm going to say, Spike? He's been a real dick here. He is. Not cool. This is, I mean... PSA time, stackers. Do not hold women against their will. No. Or men. Don't hold people against their Don't will. Don't hold anybody against their will. Especially uh, uh, if if your your stated goal is to get one of them to love you. This is not, not how you do it. No. If someone does not love you back, that's hard. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta just move on. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Keep the, the, the shackles in the box. Don't, Don't pull them out. Nope. Just just move on with your life. I understand it's a collector's item, but they should just mm-hmm. keep them in the box. Keep them in their original packaging. I mean, they're more valuable in the box mint. It's just win-win that way. But yes, don't. The way to someone's heart is not through threats and ultimatums. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Riley? Oh, God, right? Yeah. So Spike's logic here is either you let me tell me to kill drew to prove mm-hmm. how much i love you or if you tell me there's no chance at all i will untie her and let her kill you it's kind of like those uh witch tests they used to do where it's like um <laughs> i'm not sure if this is gonna accurately tell you anything <laughs> and it's probably gonna end up in the person being accused just ended up dead <laughs> yeah uh so what's the upside here so he says, just tell me there's a chance. And this, of course, harkens back to her conversation with Willow, where Willow's like, you gotta let him know there's yeah. 100% no chance. She says, you're the only one for me. And they kiss, and then they go off together <laughs> and live happily ever after. She says, the only chance he had with me was when I was unconscious. Ooh. Here's why I think this is important. A lot of guys that consider themselves, quote unquote, quote, nice guys, and always feel bitter that, like, Women don't like nice guys. Like, well, maybe you're not the nice guy you think you are. <laughs> um, just a thought. A lot of the re- a lot of nice guys get upset because they're like, why doesn't a woman just tell me outright, I'm breaking up with you because I don't like you? Or why doesn't a woman just tell a guy, I don't want to go out with you because I do not like you and in no way want mm-hmm. anything to do with you sexually? And the reason why women don't do that is because they're 
a history in the mm-hmm. world of when women do this, men lashing out yeah. violently. Mm-hmm. So as women, we're just kind of trained about like, you got to be careful yeah. because if you don't protect his, again, fragile male ego, he might lash out and tie you up in his rapey basement with shackles and threaten to have his ex kill you. Um, happens all the time. Happens all the time. So I think that's kind of, I think that's what this episode is drawing mm-hmm. upon. I think that's really important because it's, you can't really fault women for being worried about a guy taking things the wrong way. Cause it might not just be, I don't want to hurt your feelings and be the bad guy. Mm-hmm. It must be, I don't want to be the bad guy because I don't want you lashing out at me. Yeah. Do you think that also applies when I was talking to Anthony Stewart Head and he was like, I'm I'm just not looking for anybody right now? Or, I mean, you think you, I still have a chance with him, right? No. Do not tie him up in your basement. It's I mean, over. I got a nice basement. I mean, it's, it, like, are you saying, like, you've got the newest version of the Bachelor Shackles or, like, it's carpeted? Um, Maybe a little bit of both. It's a bit of a... Bit of a man cave. <laughs> Get it? His spikes is literally a cave. <laughs> uh, by the way, I fucking hate that term, man cave. It just, it just makes me think of like '90s Tim Allen, and uh, I don't want that. It's very like it's such like a walking stereotype. This impl- yeah. and like as a man, I feel like I would be insulted the idea that like men like sports and beer and like you can like you can be a guy and like sports and beer and nascar and that's fine but the implication that all men do and it's just like nobody wants to be stereotyped even if it's like the very bland generic stereotypes of like men like this and women like this nobody likes to just be put into that box because it's also then you're also implying that kind of that the woman of the house is a shrew Mm -hmm. who won't let you do these things in the living room or who, you know, it's also implying that the man has a really bad sense of style and can only have this one room yeah. and not is not allowed to touch mm-hmm. the other ones. Or that the woman has a very, like, flowery, annoying sense of style and she yeah. covers everything in pink. Yeah. Like, it's, an, it's insulting for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not good. Don't, don't use it, guys. Don't do that. Don't talk about man caves unless it's, like, the bat cave. Okay. <laughs> But then call it the Bat Cave. My Batman Cave. (laughs) Um, Chris really, really, really loves Batman. Mm -hmm. I'm picturing if we have a house someday, that his Man Cave is the Bat Cave. (laughs) That'd be pretty awesome. I've seen like uh, some little segment on something where a guy basically did that. (laughs) awesome like oh come on down to the basement and it's the back (laughs) i'd be fine with that i I feel like like, the resale value would go way up oh "Oh, did you want to buy the house with the back oh yes i do (laughs) here's all the money (laughs) no i'm gonna sell all my clothes because i just it comes with the bat suit right i got that i'm fine (laughs) good that's it that's everything Harmony interrupts Spike's woman-hating speech by skewering him with an arrow. You missed the heart, honey. Oh, I don't think she was Harmony. really trying to kill him. Kill him. Yeah. And then she beats him over the head with a crossbow. <laughs> Just wha-bam. Harmony grew some ovaries, man. Mm-hmm. She's, she got in there. She says, I thought if I was nice, I could change him. 
Oh, boy. Hard. Another important lesson for this episode. There's a lot of lessons in this one. Don't do that. No. <laughs> You're not going to change him. You know you should uh, date is somebody uh, who you like for who they are. Right. Probably. You should. Don't reward his bad behavior by yeah. being nice. Find someone who's already nice to you mm-hmm. and be nice to him back. Yeah. Do that. Uh, they fight. Drusilla gets out of her ropes and goes after Buffy. Mm-hmm. Why? Just because. <laughs> it seems like I would also go after Spike because he's the one being a dickhead. Yeah, but I feel like like Spike's not just going to offhandedly kill Drew. And I think she knows that. Mm. Like, maybe, maybe he'd do it to prove to Buffy, but I think she knows at this point. Like, that's not going to be a thing. So Plus, it's more fun to fight the Slayer than, than your ex-boyfriend. Fair. Um, I mean, I, there's no part of me that thinks that after this, maybe she does think I still, I'd still be okay with the two of us getting back together. Mm. I mean, they're vampires. I don't know. They got a weird relationship. What's a deal breaker? This could be foreplay to her. <laughs> Fair. Spike shoves Drew and unshackles Buffy. Notice how Drew was able to get out of her bonds, but Buffy was not. Do you know why? Because, uh... Spike only had one pair of Slayer shackles. Quality product. Guess mm-hmm. you should buy it. Oh, we're in no way pimping our sponsor. <laughs> Slayer shackles. Just quality, quality bonds there. Yeah, we're, we're in no way paid. I mean, they do uh, pay us, but I mean, we're not paid to. Uh, oh, did you not get your free shackles? Oh, I got my free shackles. Okay, I just I didn't want to mention it on the podcast. Sure, yeah. Drew and Harmony leave. <laughs> Harmony says, you can buy, say goodbye to this. Pointing her butt yeah. and then backs out of there. <laughs> Talks about like, and you're not gonna see again. Even if I do run into you, I'll back away. It's like <laughs> Hermione, just just let it go. <laughs> Finally alone, Buffy wallop Spike a good one. Oh, good. He's still following her home like a puppy dog. Oh, Spike, take a hint. Read the room. He does not understand the word no. Nope. And that's going to cause some problems season six. Uh, I don't know what you could be talking about there. No means no, Spike. Uh, God damn it, Spike. (laughs) She tells him, I want you off this planet. And he just goes, no. (laughs) He just says, no. Someone says, I want you off this planet. You'd be like, no. No, (laughs) that's not. No. (laughs) I mean, granted, yeah, you're not going to. She's not going to send you into outer space, but you. But she could, she could legitimately potentially send you to a different dimension. It's That's really very weird possible. that she doesn't spike or spike him. <laughs> it's weird that she doesn't stake him at this point. I mean, yeah, but it's also I feel like she still knows that he's an asset. Does she? Not necessarily like this is somebody I want on the team all the time, but it is a a very strong fighter. Mm. who she knows she can use if she needs to and she's fighting a god if it was like she's fighting the trio at this point i feel like she might just be like like you and i obviously Mm -hmm. know that he's going to be an asset and she does Mm -hmm. need him i don't think she's thinking about that and like Mm -hmm. if her normal excuse is well he's helpless he's proved this episode that he's not I mean, he did kind of need Drew to to pull it off. Yeah, but he's still, like, trying to do harm to others mm. and get around his chip wherever possible. At this point, I'd feel like, you're a vampire. I'm I'm not going to feel bad about staking you. Maybe she could just defang him. 
<laughs> just like oh. de- declog. Do what? Do what? Do you think that? Do you think that they would grow back? I think they would. Yeah, I it might take would. a while. So it'd be, it would just be like when you like like clip your cat's nails instead of declawing them. Yeah, it's just like you just have to every once in a while go back and gunk them out again. Ugh, oh God, I hate the dentist. Don't do that. It's the motion that you made. Well, ugh, no, <laughs> felt that. So she gets to the house, mm-hmm. and he can't come inside. Yep. I love the look. He's so hurt by that. And it's like, what did you expect, buddy? He is. But this, I mean, like James Marsters, mm-hmm. man, th- he goes through so many mm-hmm. emotions in such a short period of yeah. time. Very it goes impressive. from confusion to mm-hmm. disbelief to understanding and then depression. Yeah. Like, God damn. I watched this a couple times because mm-hmm. like James Marsters, yeah. you are a master, sir. Yeah. And not that I think it's really defensible anything that he did in this episode because uh it was all pretty shitty i guess he was nice to dawn in the beginning mm. uh but pretty much everything else super shitty terrible but you do have to take into account his most stable relationship he's ever been in was with drusilla who is literally insane his background with women is it is not great it's not but also like before drusilla like yeah his reaction to cecily was bad yeah like he's just he does not have good relationships with women, which is yeah. weird because he has a pretty good relationship. Well, no, he does have a weird relationship with his mother. It's all bad. Yeah. He needs like basic how to interact with the fair sex mm-hmm. classes because yeah. he just doesn't get any of it. No, he doesn't. He doesn't get what what like proper behavior is or what signals are or what. He really just doesn't seem to understand. The difference between violence and love and sex. Yeah. A lot of it actually feels like he doesn't understand signals. Like he misreads things as like, oh, you're saying this. But what you mean is it's like, no, I mean, get the fuck away from me. I want you to die. Yeah. Actually means that doesn't mean like, hey, I'm playing hard to get. Like, because uh, frankly, uh, he he was not very good at reading those as a as a human. And then uh, his experience with a vampire was somebody who that would be a sign of like, oh, no, I mean, I want you to nearly kill me and then we'll have sex. Right. That's true. So it's like he was. Yeah, I I think you you made a good point. He already wasn't in a good place, but then it just got compounded even worse by the relationship that he he mainly had as a vampire. So what's the lesson in Crush? Don't do what Spike does. Judge, this is just don't. A, all sorts of no. Love isn't love unless it's mutual. Mm-hmm. To expect or demand someone to reciprocate just because you feel something is selfish and wrong. Is that, does that apply to me and and ASH? <laughs> Has he explicitly told you that he wants nothing to do with you? Um, Did I mean, he de-invite you from his house? Uh, I mean, his lawyer sent me this thing, which was total bullshit. My, my, no means no. <sighs> Hashtag Donald Giles. <laughs> so I love this episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised because my memory of this was that it was like an okay one because yeah. there's it was spike heavy, so I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I remember it being over dramatic. Yeah. Like, I was not excited to turn it on, but I was grinning ear to yeah. ear when this was over. I had such a fun time watching mm-hmm. this episode. Maybe it's just because, like, Blood Ties was kind of a bummer. Yeah. And then this one's just 
a lot of Spike or Drusilla. Mm hmm. But I really, really, really liked it this time around. No, it's just got a lot of really cool elements. And they get a lot done without it feeling, like, too rushed. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, and just seeing a great character come back for, like, a reason, too. Yes. Like, it actually helps move that character and the characters on the show forward. Yes. And there's still, like, fun stuff to just do with having the character back. That's always great. Because it's always a little bit of a bummer when, like, you have a crossover or a character comes back and they don't really do that much. It just mm -hmm. feels like... This this was unnecessary. It this seems like also service. like closure that yeah. the both of them needed. It mm -hmm. makes sense that they'd come to Sunnydale after what happened in L.A. And this is, I mean, as much as like there's I'm obviously so many lessons and themes from this episode. But like every scene, I'm like, oh, can we talk about, you know, the lesson learned here? However, any episode that has women fighting back against misogyny <laughs> is going to get a little extra oomph from me. Yeah. So... Harmony kicking the shit out of Spike when he's been such a dick to her yeah. was just, it felt great. There's also just something kind of cool about seeing all of somebody's like love interests or slash exes in the same place interacting with that person. Yeah. Um, and granted, yeah, Buffy isn't at, at, at this time, um, involved with Spike in any way. But still, but he thinks she is. Well, I mean, yeah, according to him, yeah, they're the, soulmates um but it's just like it's cool to see that dynamic too which is fun like i feel like it would be very easy to either have written harmony out of this or like gotten rid of her completely early on but i think it's really cool how she comes back and is like pivotal to like the, mm -hmm. how this whole scene goes down it's it's pretty neat so would you be ready to go international i know it's not off the planet like spike's supposed <laughs> to go buffy tapaja vampirit Ernie Dragon das Rhine Fleisch Canoe. Future Rifle International. Kind of bummed. Blood ties. No good international titles. I was right, by the way. We had a previous um, international yep. title where they named whatever it was Blood Ties. Yeah. And we were like, I think that comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and the German title is just Blood Ties. I'm guessing the French was was probably the one that was blood ties yeah. for a different episode. And that one's just called The Key, which is a weird episode to even call that. I mean, this is the most, like, key-centric about in terms of, like, origin, and she finds it out. So, okay. Boring, yeah. but fine. But then Crush has some good ones. The French, the declaration. You know, he declares his love. All right. Um, crazy and shitty as it may be. Uh, we're seeing in Portuguese, I'm not sure if they intended this to have a weird double meaning. Uh, but passions. <laughs> kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hope to God that this one makes more sense uh, in the original language. Because translated in English, it sounds so goofy. The German title for Crush is The Lovely Love. <laughs> <laughs> what? The Lovely Love. I'm drowning in your love on this yellow submarine. That's what it makes me think of. Like... <laughs> Like, really bad, like, Ringo Starr impressions. The lovely love. <laughs> I'm the lovely love, love. <laughs> now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week. It's that YouTube poster. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, Bono, Thedge! 
Uh, well, my, mine for the Slay of the Week, I think it kind of has to go to the couple at the bronze. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, there aren't so many slaves. There's not, this week. and that one is legitimately pretty bad, especially the way she like snaps the neck and like twirls her into Spike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Um, honorable mention: mm-hmm. Spike's heart. Oh, Spike's heart gets slayed, but that gets slayed all the time. <laughs> it's like on a daily basis. I think it's got like a hundred lives. It's like ten cats stitched together. <laughs> that's how that works, right? <laughs> I think your math is a little off. Human cat to feed. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The Sunnydale Stacks is a part of the 27th Letter Productions Network. Look for our sister podcast, Hey Do You Remember?, And join us next time when we dust off I Was Made to Love You and The Body when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks. Okay, we're back to the conductor button hour where we talk all about the Best uh, character in all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Conductor Button. Now, I I know in our first five episodes, we talked a lot about uh, what uh, we see Conductor Button do in his uh, really, unfortunately, only one appearance on the show. But, uh, and I know fans, you've been asking for this for a long time. Uh, We're going to get into speculation. And I know some people are... A little less into this, uh, but I think it's an important aspect of the fandom, uh, especially with a character like Conductor Button, who, uh, much like the show Firefly, we, a lot of people felt, felt didn't get its due. Uh, so I'm going to start reading a little bit from just a little bit of fan fiction I wrote about Conductor Button. It was a cold day for October at Sunnydale Station, but Conductor Button was used to it. He had... Worked there nigh on 25 years, but he was glad to be there that day. (laughs) For it was his birthday. That's right, folks. Uh, This is going to be an excerpt from, I've talked about it a couple times on the air, uh, The Button's Birthday. It's a a little short story I wrote about uh, a particularly interesting birthday, I think, might have... uh, you know, you could consider it, it's obviously not canon, but I think it fits in with the canon of uh, the Conductor Button character. Um, so let's, let's skip ahead a little bit here. The cake, like oh so many cakes he had received in the past, was shaped like a locomotive. But this one, unlike a lot of other ones he had had, had a bomb inside. Oh, sorry. Uh, I wasn't doing my own mini podcast about Conductor Button. Uh, You can edit this out.